Hey guys, you're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. I am your host, Lisa Dene. Hi, my name's Aureli. I also go by Kamala. I'm a singer-songwriter. Fun fact about me is I'm deeply obsessed with pasta. It's like part of my personality. That's all I think about. I love it. What kind of pasta? Um, I love like a handmade, like fettuccine, like Alfredo pasta. Yes. Farm, pesto, like all of it. I'm a big fan. <laughs> love it. Fettuccine Alfredo is my favorite. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, my name is Rob. My last name is Auerbach. I'm a producer and not a huge fan of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite food? Oh, um, I don't know. It's hard to choose. There are so many. <laughs> yeah. What's your like go-to? Um, Do you like have one? Bacon randomly all the time. Yeah. I, I have certain weeks where I just eat a lot of bacon. Yeah. It'll be oh, like okay. 11 p.m. And he's like, should I just make us some bacon right now? And I was like, nice. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about She Calls Me Daddy by King Mala. Let's uh, start with the lyrics of this song. What is this song about and what inspired you to write it? Um, so this song is about like being in an unapologetically queer relationship. Mm. And the inspiration just kind of came from, in general, in my life, I feel like a lot of like Broy dudes or just random people tend to invalidate queer relationships sometimes without meaning to, but like the whole like, oh, are you guys dating? That's so hot. Like that kind of oh. invalidation that comes with like being in a like girl girl relationship is kind of mm-hmm. like not talked about that often. I feel like, and it happens all the time. It used to happen to me all the time. Um, so I wanted to write a song that like felt fun and light, but was kind of like a, a fuck you to that kind of right. Um, I'm sorry if I can't curse on this, but yeah, oh, no, that's behind it. <laughs> do you guys normally write together? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, typically, okay. we have to use like a track or a baseline or a progression, and then I write mm-hmm. the and we work on it together and kind of help each other with our parts. Yeah, a lot of the time I'll just like throw little pieces of velcro at rally and see what sticks instrumentally yeah. <laughs> and then she'll be in the studio like trying different things and i'll tell her mm-hmm. like what i don't like it's very much like everything's been created in the same room together mm-hmm. right so how did this one start so we were actually i remember i think it was your birthday yeah it was his birthday oh. i was picking him up to go get tattoos we were getting tattoos for his birthday mm-hmm. and i walked into the studio and he was like hey i made this thing and i think it was just the baseline and the beat yeah, and a lot of like weird percussion stuff. Yeah, and it was so, I mean, the baseline is like so magnetic. And so I immediately was like, yeah, let's right. do this. Um, and then we went and got our tattoos and we came back. And I think we wrote the whole thing in one sitting, no? Yeah, I don't even remember it happening. I feel like it, it was a pretty quick process. Yeah, this one is really quick. Oh, wow. So you kind of knew, yeah, you kind of knew like right away what you wanted to write about? Sort yeah. of, yeah. I mean, I take inspiration... I take inspiration a lot from just the vibe that the track gives me. So Mm -hmm. I wait until like what the progression 
feels like, what the baseline feels like, like the feeling that it gives me sort of inspires the feeling that I base the story on. So mm-hmm. I was, I didn't have a plan to write about this topic. I actually didn't even plan on writing about this topic ever. Um, I'm oh, interesting. More of a private, I guess I'm more of a private person, but when I write, right. I'm a lot braver. So I think the track just made me feel really fun and really mm-hmm. badass and like unapologetic. And so that topic just flowed naturally from there. Yeah, there's like a lot of different ear candy within this production. And I kind of want to know, well, first I want to know where you kind of decided to place these things. I have my favorites, but it's kind of hard for me to explain like what the sounds are. But I just wanted to know, yeah, how you guys kind of decided like the right time to place all of the ear candy that you have going on. I mean, I'd be super curious to hear what you like about the, the ear candy, like which, <laughs> which sounds are like catching your ear. Cause I've never actually heard somebody say that about anything I've done. Um, really? No. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. I, I'm trying to like think off the top of my head, I would have to like go back and really dissect it for you. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, it just, I could hear like all that stuff going on. And yeah, so I just wanted to know like your backstory on how you decided where to place these. I, th- I think it's just like, I'm getting kind of bored here. More exciting. Right. Got, you know, tens of thousands of samples that I just like to keep or like a lot of different virtual instruments. So I'm like, oh, what, you know, what might be cool? And then I try it. And then if it works and I just keep it in and if not, then I take it out. It's like, not as much thought goes behind it as you might think. It's cool though. I gotcha. think you pay a lot of attention to like your attention span, you know? <laughs> You're like, hey, mm-hmm. I lost attention here. Like, what can I put here that makes it sound crazy? And the like right. Rob will send me versions of songs like over text randomly. Mm-hmm. And there's like some crazy stuff added to it. Like, I feel like you try a lot of crazy stuff and then we land on something in the middle. But it's really cool because I like that there's kind of no ceiling for you like you'll try anything if it sounds cool yeah a lot of the time the process is just like me having fun after Aurelia has left the session and we've recorded vocals and then mm-hmm. like oh well now this is getting in the way of the vocal let's turn it all down <laughs> <laughs> make sure that no one notices it was there any particular sound within the production that took you a while to figure out yeah well the horns that are in it were mm-hmm. they weren't really planned it was another thing where i had some samples and i was like let me see if this will work but in order to get that sound i, I needed to layer about uh like 15 different horns so oh wow it took a while like all the samples and then pitching them all to the same note um and then and then getting the mix to a point where where it felt right yeah the outro oh, too. oh yeah and then the outro so like we we actually written the first part of the song pretty quickly but then uh we didn't have we, uh, it, it just ended at the end of the bridge and we were looking for something mm-hmm. a little bit more exciting and really kept on coming in and being like, I just, I just want there to be something that sets it apart. And I just tried a bunch of stuff until she got excited. And I had opened a new session where I, I, I took some of her vocals, maybe from a different song, maybe from this song, I don't even remember. And I ran it through this plugin called Pad Shop, which is like a granular synthesizer and just started trying different things and recording like idea after idea and it really kept being like, I, I hate this, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, no, and then I ended up mixing it in with everything. 
And then she was like, okay, I like it. And then the guitar too, like originally was just like a lick that I played. And then I started fucking around with it in a plugin called Stutter Edit by Isotope. And mm-hmm. it was one of the same moments where everybody, like Aurelia in the room was like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, wait, wait for it. And I'm like, okay. But yeah, it's crazy because we had this whole, like the whole first part of the song, the first verse, mm-hmm. first, second verse, second chorus, and the bridge. And we were just going to end it there. And we had it for a long time. And I just kept feeling like it wasn't done. And, and there, there had to be mm-hmm. something interesting that happened at the end. And I wanted, because like in any song, I want there to be one part that only happens once. Right. So we were at the end stages of production where we do it, I think in every track, but where the, the track is done and we're happy with it, but then we start trying mm. a bunch of crazy stuff just to see if mm. it sticks. So we take yeah. the track and like totally fuck it up and then see if anything cool comes from that. And then that goes into the final. Yeah. That'd be good advice to give to any other producer artist. It's like, once it's done, save as, yeah. keep that, and then just <laughs> mess around with it and see how yeah. crazy you can get it. Yeah, save as is the best thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys went back to it because I really love that section. So (laughs) totally worked. (laughs) I think it just brought like more to the song. So, I mean, I obviously didn't hear what it sounded like without it. But yeah, I'm glad you guys decide to keep going with that. I want to know what your favorite lyric line is in this song? Ooh, I think for me, it's a tie between, uh, I'm a bit of an ice queen, little bit mean. My best friend, when I, my best friend from college, she used to call me ice queen all the time, just cause I'm like very shy up front. <laughs> so I threw that in oh, okay. there for her and she was so excited about it. And like, it's, it's a cute little like inside thing between us. But at the end, I say, um, close your mouth, catch a fly. Yeah. Close yeah. your mouth, catch a fly. Is my my favorite favorite thing too. Yeah. Oh. Added that last minute when we wrote the outro, but it's um oh, how does it start? Uh, heads a mess. She's responsible. Uh, change your mind. It's impossible. Close your mouth. You'll catch a fly. Watch the girl get what she likes. But close your mouth. You'll catch a fly is like one of those southern sayings of like close your mouth, honey. You're gonna catch a fly when someone's in shock. Oh, and so okay. I think I heard it in some southern movie or something, but it was cool to kind of throw that in there. So I think that's my favorite. Yeah, it's pretty disrespectful in a really good way. <laughs> <laughs> it's that sort of aggressiveness that only comes from like a Southern lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have a favorite production element? Yeah, I'd be curious to know what you guys think. It's <laughs> 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 the first time that I ever used horns in. Yeah, worked, so the, was... horns, the horns are oh, really Oh, it's your first time. It's, it's hard to get horns it's right really mm-hmm. hard. yeah i've tried a few times it's never worked and it was yeah i love the horns yeah. i also love the effect on the guitar solo like the way it kind of plays backwards and then forwards again yeah i think that's mm-hmm. such a cool little addition Stutter at it Stutter at it yeah, yeah. Cool plug-in. i never know the actual name of things i'm always like you know that shimmery thing in the bridge is i guess right right <laughs> I know that's what I was like. I was like trying to figure that out to describe my favorite ear candies for you guys, but I, I would have to listen again because they're so like subtle too. But um, but yeah, a lot of things about this production is really awesome. That bass is so infectious, like you said, which is something, you know, that was in the very beginning of your writing process. 
Um, and then, yeah, the horns too. So knowing that you layered like 15 different horns is awesome. Yeah, the time when you're hearing sound, it's actually like somewhere between six and 12. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. It got the job done. It sounds really, really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, it sounds like this song came pretty easy to you guys. Um, besides the outro and like coming back to that, did you guys hit any like minor roadblocks along the way? There was um, a lot of conversation about the bridge between the outro and the second chorus because mm. it's it's pretty repetitive and I always liked it but it really didn't. Yeah, it took me a while to get to like warm up to it because I liked the oh, okay. part, but I just felt like maybe it should be half as long, maybe it shouldn't be there. I wasn't sure like how I felt about it, but the da 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 da. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm glad we kept it because I really like it and I think it's really catchy and I think it's a good transition into the outro. But yeah, that one I sat on for a long time and I was like, do I really like this? Because like, it's so important for me to be able to like listen to it once it's out because like, right. I want to be proud of every single part and not feel like, oh, I wish I would have changed that, you know, once it's out. So I try to like really think about every single part and make sure that we're really happy with it before we settle and commit it to the song. Nice. Yeah. I love, I mean, with the repetitive stuff, yeah, it's like worrisome, but at the same time, like that right there, exactly what you just like hummed, I remember in that song. So that's like another melodic hook, which is like something like really important to have throughout the whole, a whole song. So yeah, I don't know. I just really loved it. You guys, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Do you guys have any other cool, interesting, fun facts about the writing, the recording or production process of this song that you want to share? I don't know if you want to share, but there's the, um, you, t- you were telling me there's a TikTok that kind of inspired the concept at first. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, I just like, I mean, I'm constantly on TikTok, but I saw a TikTok mm-hmm. about this couple and they were talking about how how they're each other's like main squeeze. They think that they're just like polyamorous, but that neither of them gets jealous when boys flirt with their girlfriend because they know that she's coming home to them mm-hmm. at the end of the night. And I was like, damn, that's really good. And it sort of just reminded me of like my experiences with like shitty dudes like hitting on me or my mm-hmm. partner or whatever and just feeling like, oh, this sucks, but like she's still mine. So that was like an inspiration for the song as well. Oh, okay. And then production-wise, I wonder, are there any other fun facts in there? I think, did we put any of, like, our conversations? I think we did, no? At the, at the very beginning. Yeah. At the beginning, right? I yeah. hear something. I yeah. think we'll, we'll usually just, like, turn the mic on and just, like, either you and I will talk about something or I'll start just telling a story or, like, like uh-huh. we're talking about something. I talk a lot. <laughs> and so probably <laughs> will, like, record it and then fuck with it and put it tucked underneath somewhere. So. Uh-huh. Remember, I think I might have been talking about that TikTok in particular because I was probably like coming up with the concept and everything. Oh. I always, I always talk it through with you too because you also like, you pay attention to the lyrics and you help me with the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was probably talking it out like, oh, like this is the experience I'm thinking of. This is what like reminded me of it. And so I think me explaining that is like tucked in there as a voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I remember hearing that, and that, but I didn't know what you guys were 
saying, and I didn't know it was you two, so that makes more sense to me. I think it'd be cool to put, like, a secret code or message in one of yeah. those someday. I know. Yeah. Like, if you can There's decipher a this, and... <laughs> if you turn this up and then reverse it, then you find out where the lockbox key is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, can you guys tell everyone where they can download and stream She Calls Me Daddy and where they can follow you on social media? Yes, uh, you can listen to our new song, She Calls Me Daddy, everywhere, all streaming platforms, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, anywhere you listen to music. Napster. Napster, Amazon, Amazon Tidal, <laughs> Tencent. Oh my God. Teaser. Teaser. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere um you can find me on instagram tiktok facebook twitter at king mala music and you can find rob on instagram at rob slob in the morning yeah oh nice we're on there. Love it. <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for coming on my show i loved learning about this song thank you guys thank you for having us yeah, this is really nice. cool She's a little bit psycho, but she follows when I call in the middle of the night. She's got you wrapped around her finger, you try to linger, but she's already on her way to mine. It might be a little superficial. She plays with the boys, but she comes home to me. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and Twitter at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would like to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening. Just-